0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Welcome to Heart to Heart, an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Our ministry website is www.newvisionforlife.com, where we align our hearts with the heart of God. Please join our host, Bishop Edda Banks, as we get to the heart of the matter. Oh,
0: good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. This is Apostle Etta Banks, your host on Heart to Heart, where we get to the heart of the matter. Praise be unto God. I pray you are having an awesome, awesome day already. Yes, Lord God. And you know, as always, I want to say good morning, good morning to my beloved Tamika Shelton. Praise be unto God. To her mother, Joyce, amen. Bless the Lord. Deacon Thomas Farr, good morning to you, sir. God bless you. Good morning to Prophetess Dorn, Lady Donna, Isaiah in Chicago, um, Joyce in New York, and all of the rest of our um, regular followers, our supporters. <clears throat> Excuse me. Good morning. Good morning to... Tabika Garns, yes, Tabika Garns, and y'all know her well by now. So good morning to her as well. Truly, love. Let me tell you, today is truly an awesome day. And I guess if I say truly one more time, I'm gonna hit myself. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna hit myself. But anyway, this is a great day, and it is the day that the Lord has made. And truly, I—my mm, goodness, I said it again. And surely I shall, uh, with the word I shall, uh, rejoice and be glad in it. I want to thank all of you for your prayers um, over the last week or this week as well. Um, Y'all know that my cousin passed away and um, I had to go to her funeral on Wednesday and um, it was, it was, a very rejoicing um, time in the Lord. And um, God showed up. He, he showed up and showed out. And I was glad to be there. I was so glad to be there. And um, I'll explain something else about that um, after we pray. But um, just just know that God, God is an awesome, awesome God. And he's, He's a loving God and a God that is full of grace and mercy. And um, I am so glad I know him for myself. I am so, so glad about that. So, um, you know, let's go ahead and and open in prayer and um, and see what God is going to do with us in this hour. It's going to be interesting, whatever it is, it's going to be interesting. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we do thank you, we honor you, we bless you, we magnify your holy name because you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the great I am, the Alpha and the Omega, and, God, there is none like you. None like you, nowhere, nowhere. And I so thank the Lord for you. I thank God for you, oh, my God. Lord, I, I thank you for getting us safely through yesterday and all of the things that we had to deal with on yesterday, getting us safely through the um, wee hours of the night, oh God, and bringing us into this another another day, into this Sabbath day, Lord God. Thank you for taking care of us. Lord, I thank you that everyone that is attached to us, Father, we stand in the gap for them right now. We ask for forgiveness of our sins and even their sins. Just like Job prayed for his children, that his children might sin against you, God, he prayed for them. So, Father, I stand in the gap right now. I pray for my children. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for my spiritual children. I pray for my friends and the rest of my family, God. I pray for the body of Christ. I pray for this nation, Lord God. Father, I pray, forgive us for our sins, Lord God. Forgive us. And as we have been forgiven, Lord, that we might, in in the image of you, also take the time to forgive others. Lord, do so so that you would be glorified. The enemy would cause a lot of things to happen that would divide people, Lord God. But, Father, I Thank you that greater is he that is within us than he that is in this world. So, Lord God, I thank you that that which you have put together, no man, not even we ourselves, have the right to separate it. Have the right to separate it. So, God, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I ask for your leading, your guidance during this hour. I pray, Lord God, that something will be said and done that will change the, the lives of the people that are listening. Let, let us, Lord God, be open to the move of the Spirit of God in this place, on this line, during this time. I pray for the ordination service that we're going to this morning, Lord God. Again, your will be done. Father, there's been so many things that have come up to try to deter this or to hinder it or stop it, causing confusion, and you're not a God of confusion. So, Lord, Holy Spirit, come forth. Lord, come forth, reign, show them who is in authority, who is in control. Show them, Lord God. Again, your will be done. Father, I love you, I honor you, and I bless you. In Jesus, Yeshua's name, amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. All righty, saints, all righty. Well, listen, listen, listen. Um, I'm, I'm excited today. There has been a lot going on this week, more than um, I care to even try to mention. But God has just been showing up in every situation that has gone on this week. Every situation that has gone on, God has shown up. Now, remember, um, uh, you know, last week it was, you know, I told you that a cousin of mine had passed away, and, um, and I had to attend the funeral and, and speak um, on Wednesday. And um, so I had to go to Virginia to speak. And I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, but I'm telling you today. My cousin, um, she was in her early 50s, she committed suicide. That's that's right, Saints of God. She committed suicide. And you've heard me speak a couple of times now um, about um, depression and mental illness. And my cousin was born again, saved, loved the Lord, was a prophet, you hear me, was a prophet of God. She was the mouthpiece for God. And, um, but in all of that, She had issues um, of depression, um, insecurity, insecurity, um, um, anxiety, and all of these things, stress, all of this stuff, y'all, all all of this deals with mental illness, you know, different levels of mental illness, different form of mental illness. And, and she got to the place where she felt that she could not take it anymore. She just felt like she could not take it anymore. Now, mind you, this does not take away from God and who he is in a situation. Um, I've had several people this week, I mean, mind-blowing, but several people this week who tell me, I can't take it anymore. I've had enough. They've asked. Where is God in the situation and 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 thanks to God it's amazing that we are always expecting God to show up and and do things and do things in our lives, and yet, when God is looking for us to do things, you know we don't do the things that we are supposed to be doing. So 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 I'm saying to you, beloved, that you know that 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 God gives us a lot of ifs in our lives. If you do this, and I'll do this. If you do this, then I'll do this. Sometimes we lock the hand of God. We tie His hands. You know, um, and then there are just times, baby, that 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 great is the affliction of those who have been called by God. Great is the affliction. And so we are going to walk through some things, you know, but, but, but a lot of us carry with us, you know, the, the things of our past, the things of our past, the, 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 the negative talk, the, the woundedness, the, uh, um, the, the, the things where we are hurt, the things where we are so hurt and, and, and we can't seem to get out of that place, the lack of forgiveness, and we may not even realize it. That is a lack of forgiveness because the person that hurt us is somebody we loved so much, so so much, man. And how could they do this to us? And so, you know, you walk in that place, you think you've forgiven, but there's this stuff that's brewing on the inside of you, and you cannot seem to let it go. And and so, beloved, you know, so you carry a whole lot of stuff with you. you, you you take on stuff, you carry stuff, and you get to the place where you're saying, my God, what in the world am I going to do? And so there are those people that have a, a psychotic episode like my grandson had in April, a psychotic episode where he blew up, he hurt somebody, and, and now, you know, he's serving time for it. My God, and it's all because of mental disorder. And then here's my cousin who said, I can't take anymore, and she ends up killing herself. Love, let me tell you, let me tell you, this thing called mental illness, this thing called depression, this thing is serious. It's not only the physical part of it, but it's the spiritual part. And let me turn it around for those of us that are saved and say it's not only the spiritual part, it's the physical part. So there is so much that we have to contend with. Well, babies, let me tell you, the thing that was something, I mean, so awesome, awesome um, at this uh, homegoing service, at the homegoing service, when – I got up to speak um you know i oh you know when you when you're in tune and, and for me I'm in tune enough, not as much as I need to be, because I don't hear as often as I need to hear, but in tune enough that I knew that there were people that had questions about the fact that this was a saved woman, and this woman committed suicide. And um, so if she committed suicide, then surely she's going to hell. Surely she's got to be going to hell if she committed suicide. And, you know, in our human way of thinking, fleshly way of thinking, um, you know, we say that she uh, is going to hell because she couldn't ask for forgiveness. And, and, and so that's why they say suicide is one of the sins that can't be forgiven because you're dead. You can't ask for forgiveness. Um, okay, okay, well, here, here let, me, let, me help, let me help you out right now. And, and this is what broke things in, in this service on Wednesday. Listen, listen to me. First of all, Whoever accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, who has confessed that Jesus is my Lord, he is my Savior, they have accepted the blood of Jesus. The word says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have what? They shall have everlasting life. That everlasting life does not depend on your evaluation of that person's life. God is the one who has determined if someone has accepted him as Lord and Savior, he is the one. Many people will make the confession of that, but they are lying. They didn't mean it. They did it in a time of crisis. But if you truly accepted God as your Lord and Savior, the word says that you shall have eternal life. The physical body will die, but the spirit of you shall live on with Jesus Christ. You shall have eternal life okay okay so now let's so let's go let's go to the fact that you can't ask for forgiveness okay so suicide is a sin okay lying is a sin fornication is a sin um, um um another form of murder is a sin um uh uh, uh backbiting and gossiping that's a sin um uh uh, uh envy and jealousy all of these are all sins okay so so my question to you is if you are in the place of let's use fornication you are in the place where you are fornicating and you end up you're, you're saved you're saved okay let's let's get that clear first you're saved yes yes Saved people fornicate you are saved But you are fornicating, okay? So you fornicate, and in the midst of your fornication, you die of a heart attack. Are you going to hell? Okay. How about this? You, blessed be the name of the Lord, are in a conversation with someone, and you end up telling a lie. And in the midst of you telling that lie, you have a heart attack and you die. You're born again, you're a child of God, you're covered by the blood. Are you going to hell? You tell me, are you going to hell? And there are some people that definitely believe that you are going to hell because you told a lie, okay, and so therefore you're going to hell. But that's not what my word says. My word says that as a, 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 a saved person, I have eternal life. And I choose to hold on to that. I choose to believe that because there's not one person on this line, there's not one person that will listen to me online, there's not one person that will come and listen to the playback of this who after their salvation has not committed a sin. Every single one of us have sinned after we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, every single one of us. And I feel sorry for those of you that believe that after your salvation, you still could go to hell. Then why did Jesus die for us? Why did he die? If his uh, sacrifice is not enough to keep us eternally, where is the blessed assurance of your salvation, of your salvation. Jesus is perfecting us every single day. He is perfecting us. We are not perfect, but we are being perfected day by day. So any time that we die before the coming of Jesus Christ, before he comes back, Anytime we have died in an imperfect state, and if somebody tells you that you were perfect when you die, you tell them that I said they are lying. I am telling them that they are telling a lie. But we are perfected day by day. And when God looks at us, he sees his son's blood on us. So that's whether you are a murderer in word, thought, and deed, or whether you committed suicide. Sin is sin is sin. You understand me? Sin is sin. So there are going to be people that have been saved who are going to die in a sin they committed. Now, let let, let me help you to understand this, the difference between a sinner and one that is saved. A sinner is one who has not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and therefore, they are not covered in the blood. Therefore, they're not granted the same promises that we are granted. Because once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're adopted into the family of Christ. God becomes our Father. We're prior to that, Satan was our Father, and then God grants us certain things. He promises us certain things, and 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 and, and so. So there you are. Your sinner is on the other side of the fence. So before I accepted Jesus Christ, I was a sinner that sinned. I was a sinner that sinned. On this side of the cross, I am saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, and and may or am, could, don't want to do it, a sin. Commit a sin. So there's one thing when you're dedicated to it before salvation, and it's another thing where, you know, I I told a lie after my salvation. I sinned, but I am not a sinner. I sinned. I was a sinner, but I sinned over here. And I know a lot of people are going to have issues with that. A lot of people are going to have issues with it. But let him who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Let any born-again saved Christian tell me that after they got saved, they never committed a sin. And I will sure enough show you somebody that has told you a lie. I'm, and I'm serious. I'm very serious about it. So back to this homegoing service. So when I explain that, I mean, the congregation was on their feet. There were ministers. I mean, there, were, there was probably about 40 clergy there. There were other folks there. And, of course, other folks. The place was packed. Um, in the 40 clergies, I probably had 15 of them come up to me after the service was over and thanked me with tears in their eyes because they said they struggled with this they struggled how could anybody saved commit suicide how could you do it and i'm like and 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 you know and when i was speaking i'm like you tell me which one of you in here prop i mean and not that everybody thinks suicide but which one of you in here has not said at some point in time i've had enough i can't do this anymore you know you're as close to saying god take my life I, I, and and listen, listen, listen. You're asking God to take your life. You're not saying I want to commit suicide, but you're asking God to take your life because you aren't brave enough to say I want to commit suicide. But God, take my life. Take my life. Take it. And since you don't know when your life will be taken, you know, uh, do you get the chance to say after he takes it, oh, God, forgive me? Okay, so anyway, anyway. So anyway. So these people came to me and said, you know, I had trouble with that. And thank you. You freed me up because they loved my cousin. They loved her, a minister of, of the gospel. They loved her. And they just couldn't see how she could do this. Okay. Then there were people there, a woman in particular, father committed suicide when she was 12 years old. She is now 33 years old. Her father also was a minister of the gospel. And this child, all of these years, thinking that her father was in hell. And lo and behold, when she heard the word, she said, my God, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I needed someone to tell me and tell me the truth. Thanks to God so many of us are just really messed up with that idea. So many of us just don't get it. And, and we choose what part of the word that we're going to believe. I mean, if you can believe that someone can be saved and commit adultery and still get to heaven, then why not this? Why not this? So, listen, the first thing is you need to rest assured in your salvation, And if you don't want to question any of these things in your life, then you need to do your very best to live according to the word. Now, understand that we have the Holy Spirit within us. And with the Holy Spirit being in us, we have the ability, we have the ability to live a sin-free life. We have the ability. It's called holiness. It is called holiness we have the ability the thing is too many of us and so far there's no one i know that walks in the level of holiness that i'm speaking of i'm that i'm speaking of jesus told us to be holy for he is holy and therefore if we are to be holy on the level that he is holy that means we are to live the rest of our lives without sin and right now we haven't been perfected enough to do so. Not that we haven't been perfected, you know, we are perfected and perfect in the eyes of God, but what I'm trying to say is we still have the tendency to let our flesh get in the way. We still fuss. Some of us still cuss, not me, but, we, you know, we still fuss. We still cuss. We, we wish bad things, you know, on some people, whether we want to say it or not. We get bitter we get offended. Oh my God! The um, Joyce, Lady Joyce, that's on the line now. She she knows about that bait of Satan. That is offense. It is, and I'm telling you, the offense from somebody to us will cause us to die, die spiritually, close up relationships, end even ministries because we have been offended. It's a sin to even be offended to that degree, saints of God. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? So I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, baby, you better be assured that you are saved. You better be assured. And then the word of God says, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I've shared this before that going back to the to the Greek and, um, the Greek and the Greek in the Hebrew uh, translation, the 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 word originally was, "If you love me, you will keep my commandments." You, shut that out. Now listen, listen to the difference in that. If you love me, keep my commandments. Okay, which is what we have, I believe, in the King James Version. If you love me, keep my commandments. Um, but the Original says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will. Look at the difference in that. In other words, it's not saying you will keep my commandments because I'm forcing you to keep them. You will keep my commandments because you love me. Because you love me, you will not steal, kill, commit adultery, have any idols, uh, any graven images before God, you won't do all of these things. You won't be in homosexuality. You won't fornicate. You won't do it. Why won't you do it? I won't do it because I love God. So if you love me, you will walk in holiness and you will keep my commandments. That's what his word says. That's what his word said. And saints, many of us have broken many commandments after we got saved. And do we love God? Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. But we are still loving God from our human level of loving him. From our human level. Loving God to the capacity to live like Jesus did, it causes for a love that is beyond what we can do with our human minds right now. We need the help of the Holy Spirit, of Holy Spirit. That's why God gave them to us. That's why He sent them to us for Him to keep us. The Holy Spirit is the keeper of our lives. He is the keeper. Jesus bought it with his blood, and the Holy Spirit keeps it, and he keeps us. He keeps us. Therefore, I am convicted when I think of sin, and I'm not speaking to me personally when I say it. As a Christian, I should be convicted when I think of sin. I should be convicted when I, when I see sin, and I'm not doing anything to right the wrong. The word tells me I should hate sin. And, man, too many Christians, y'all, compromising. Too many Christians don't mind the sin. Too many Christians are weak-minded in their thought pattern. Too many Christians are acceptable. We become desensitized with being politically correct and all of this garbage. Man, oh, man. And we ourselves uh, just allow any and everybody, you know, to, 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 to be in a place to do whatever it it is that makes them feel happy. The, the old saying, if it feels good, then do it, or something of that nature, I don't even remember anymore. I don't even remember. But, 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 but babies, 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 beloved, 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 please be sure that you know that you know that you are saved. Because let, let, me, let me help you here one more time. Let me help you here one more time. Because to think that every time you commit a sin, you are going to hell, you want to talk about being ready to commit suicide. You can't live like that. You will be stressed beyond compare. And see, this is why people don't teach that once you are saved, you are saved. They don't teach it because then some people will try to take advantage of that and walk in sin knowing that they're covered by the blood and think they can get away with anything and everything. And that's the way it would appear. And, 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 and hey, the word, the word, the word, everlasting life, that is what's granted to him that is saved. But there are people that have confessed salvation and they're not saved, and you and I are not the ones to make that judgment. God is. We are to judge the sin that we see, not the person. We are to judge the sin. We are to judge that. And God is the one who knows the heart of man. He is the one that knows. But can you imagine that every time you sin? that if this were so, if you could do this, Jesus would have to be nailed to the cross again and shed his blood again so that you can get saved again. He he could only do that one time, y'all. One time. One time. That's all. That's why you were granted eternal life because he's not coming back to be nailed to the cross again, die again, and rise again. That one action took care of us for life. That one action took care of us for life. So with that being said and done, with that being said, babies understand that you are saved according to the word of God, according to God, you are saved. And understand that nothing we do is going to separate us from the love of God. Nothing. But I pray that as you hear me saying these things, that you will fall back on the scripture that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will. You will. Maybe when 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 that's that's why hey, thank you, Lord, for this one. Listen, listen. This is why when people commit adultery, one of the first things that the the wounded party says, how could you say you love me, hallelujah, and do this to me? How could you say you love me and do this to me? Do you hear that? And the marriage represents the relationship between Christ and the church. Can you hear Daddy saying now to you? How can you say you love me and you do this to me? After I have given you my only begotten son, after I've shed, after he has shed his blood for you, how could you do this to me? How could you do this? Now, understand. Your spouse may not have known that you were going to do it. When you were wrong to your children, they may not have known that you were going to do it, but you know something? God knew that we were going to fail at keeping His word 100 percent of the time. He knew we were going to fail, and He still provided the sacrifice. He still provided. A sacrifice because he knew we couldn't live out those commandments without the blood, the perfect sacrifice being made for us, without us being bought back. Thank you, Father. Listen, listen. Being redeemed, purchased by the blood of the sacrificial lamb of God. Go to a store, babies, and purchase something. Walk out of the store with it. you got the receipt. I paid for this. Let somebody come out of that store, a store manager, a clerk, and tell you, you can't have it. It's not yours. And what are you going to do? You're going to whip out that receipt. You're going to show them that receipt and say, it is mine. I bought it. I paid for it. It's mine. And they can take you to any court. And they cannot accuse you of stealing because you got the receipt saying you purchased it. Well, Jesus has the receipt. God has the receipt, the blood that says we have been purchased. We are his. We belong to him. Right, wrong, or indifferent, we are his. We are his. I pray that you get some peace in this. I pray that you understand that that which God claims to be his is his. And he, like I said, he knew. He knew we were going to mess up, and it didn't stop him. It did not stop him. Now, any woman that's been pregnant, I pray that she knows that when she has that perfect little baby, that gorgeous, beautiful child that you went through nine months of carrying and so forth, I pray you have sense enough to know that your baby is going to grow up prayerfully, be a grown man or woman, and I pray that you know that your child is not going to be perfect. I pray that you know that your child is not going to be obedient to every single thing that you say. I pray that you know that. And if you are walking In the thought that your child will never commit a sin, never disobey you, you are in for a rude awakening. You are in for a rude awakening. You've got to know that that child is going to mess up. And you had the choice of getting rid of the baby or keeping it going through those nine months and bringing that child to fruition, you had the choice and you still chose to bring that child into this world knowing your child is going to mess up. Your child is going to cause you to cry sometimes. Your child is going to cause you pain sometimes, but you still chose to bring that child into the world. We are children of God, and he knew we were going to mess up. There's nothing we do that surprises him. Nothing that we do surprises him. He knew we were going to mess up. And he still says, "Uh uh-uh, you cannot have that one. That one's mine. That one is mine. So, folks, this is why that no matter what it is I go through, whether it's my grandson being in jail, whether it's a cousin that committed suicide, whether it's adultery that was committed in my marriages, whether it's sickness in my body, whether it's promises that I've had that have been broken, whatever the case may be, this is why I can say, This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I've had enough things to make me want to kill myself. I've had enough. I've I've done enough. I've done enough. Let let, let me take you back to, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. There's another scripture that says, um, Avoid the very appearance of evil. And I remember after being saved, after being ordained as a minister, that I put myself in a position that people were able to accuse me of doing wrong when I had not done what they said I did. But the appearance of it, they had the right to accuse me because of the appearance of it. But hear me, I did not do what I was accused of. I, at that time in my life, wanted to commit suicide, not because the people were accusing me, but because I had allowed myself To As a representative of God, I had allowed myself to be in a situation where someone could say, if she is a woman of God, then I don't want to be like that. If she is saved, then how could she do that? As far as I was concerned, I brought damnation against the name of God. I brought damnation because I represent him. And that crushed me, that crushed me to no better end. And all I ever want to do is to represent God right. That's all I ever want to do. And that thing crushed me so bad that people said, I will never serve under a woman pastor. Do you hear me? I, my, I, I with, with love in my heart and helping people and so forth, I put myself in a position, I allowed myself to be in a position <clears throat> where someone could question my integrity. <clears throat> and for that, I wanted to die because I felt that I had let God down. <clears throat> and to me, this is why the word says, if you love me, You will keep my commandments because I love God so much. I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right. I don't want to live my life where people can question is she saved or if she isn't. I want them to be able to say that is a woman of God. So because I messed up, I wanted to die. I wanted to die. For two months, I had to stay with my daughter so she could watch me. I was so depressed. I wanted to die. Yes, I did. Not because I sinned, but because it looked like sin. And that meant to me I had messed up and I had brought damnation against my father. Thanks to God. His word, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll be convicted by the Holy Spirit. You will keep his commandments. You will. And and look, on two commandments, hang all the laws and the prophets. On two commandments, that's it. You don't have to do the 600. If you do the two, it covers all of them. And what is the first one? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy strength. Love him. And then the next one? is loving your neighbor as yourself. On these two laws hang all the rest of the commandments, all the other laws, those two. So I I choose to believe my salvation is eternal. I choose to believe that because I love him and because I have the Holy Spirit in me, that I am capable of living a life of holiness. And it is my desire to do so. And I pray that it is your desire to do so. And when you mess up, hurry up and get up. confess up, repent up, and be restored. Get up. Don't stay in that place. Don't stay in that place. Depression is a horrible thing. Stress and anxiety is a horrible thing. Don't let those demons take you out of here. Don't let those demons cause you to hurt somebody else. Don't let that happen. Love God. Forgive yourself as God has forgiven you. Forgive others as God has forgiven others. And walk in holiness. You are capable. You are capable. And just like the baby that tries to take those first few steps, they fall down, we help them back up again. And they keep on until they're able to walk it out. Baby, if you fall in this walk, There should be a Christian brother or sister nearby to help you back up instead of condemning you, to help you back up until you're able to walk it out. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation.
1: So when we feel
0: convicted, that's the Holy our baby. Don't go there. Don't do that. Don't say that. Don't do it. And if we choose to disobey that, then God is saying, son, daughter, come on. get Get up. Get up. Come on. Get back up. Try this again. Try this again. Try walking in what my and what I've given you. Try walking the way that I'm designing you to walk or I've designed you to walk. You're capable. We are capable. Day by day. Day by day. So wow, I sure did a whole lot of talking here <laughs> and telling you about. I only got up to Wednesday of my week, and today I am in Philadelphia, praise be unto God, for the General Assembly for Covenant on the Rock. I am in Philadelphia with a group of great people, my apostle, Apostle Trout, um, my dear friend and co-laborer, Apostle Janine Griffin, and another co-laborer, Apostle Diane um, Wilson. Um, I, I just praise God for us being here the General Assembly, Um, and y'all heard me say, I don't know if I said it, but anyway, my armor bearers um, and ministers, uh, Minister Mark Garns and Tabika Garns, they are here with me today, praise be unto God. I'm so excited to have them here in Philadelphia, and um, we are here, like I said, for the General Assembly, where there's a lot of teaching going on. Um, educating folks, equipping folks, and consecrating folks, you know, for the walk that they have been called to walk. I am excited. I am excited. And um, I thank God for this because this is part of the kingdom building. This is us expanding the kingdom of God here on earth, expanding it, looking for the lost souls, praying and asking God, to put us in the place where we can share the good news. And the good news is what Jesus has done for us, which turns out to be news that's too good to be true. Who would do what he has done, knowing that I'm going to mess up again? Who would do it? Would you very easily Easily, I have to use that word, would you very easily want to stay in a relationship with somebody who's committing adultery all the time and you know it and it's going on and on and on and you forgive and it happens again before you can finish forgiving and it happens again and so forth. Would you easily want to stay there? And the answer is no. Would you want to stay in a relationship where you are being verbally abused all of the time, emotionally, just ripped apart? No, you don't want to stay in something like that. You don't want to stay in something like that. And God's grace, (laughs) the grace that he sheds upon us, the grace that he provides for us day by day, oh, it makes me tremble. It makes me tremble. Because any sin that I commit is worthy of me dying. If it had not been for Jesus, God could snatch me out of here in the midst of any sin. But his grace, he kept me. The Holy Spirit kept me. God looked and saw his son's blood and said, I can't touch it. My son purchased her. I can't do it. I can't do it. She's one of mine. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look, y'all, um, I don't know if he's ready or willing, but I see my apostle is online, and I would like for him to say good morning to y'all. So, Apostle Trout, if you would be so kind, beloved, just to press one on your keypad so that you can... Uh, Come on and say good morning to the saints of God. Um, That would be so cool if you would do that. If you aren't in the position, there you go. Praise be unto God. Amen. Let me get you in here. Good morning, beloved. How are you today?
1: I am doing well, Apostle. Amen. I am doing well. Amen. It was so great to see you um, last night. Amen. <laughs> yes. And, uh,
0: <laughs> yes. The same year, the same year. It's been a year. It has been Amen. a, a solid year. year. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Amen. You know
0: and I wanna do you know, like like uh like most humans do. I wanna blame you. I wanna say it's your fault that we <laughs> haven't seen each other, but I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Bless God, bless God. Amen. So, do Amen. you have a
1: word? Um, of, um, of, of, do you have anything that you want to say to my audience? Yes, yes anything I you do. Want. Amen. You know, I, I thank God for you, Apostle, and your consistency. You mm-hmm. know, even with a written mm-hmm. program, and what God has called calling mm-hmm. to do. You're in Philly this morning, but yet God has given you an assignment, and you are doing it. And I remember the Apostle Paul said to the church in Corinthian, you know, be faithful. You know, you are supposed to be faithful in that which God has called you to. And that's something mm-hmm. we are lacking in the body of Christ. There's not a lot mm-hmm. of people that are faithful to that which God has called them. All kind of situation mm-hmm. comes up. Amen. Mm-hmm. And they are valid excuse, you know, where we excuse mm-hmm. ourselves from doing what God has called us to do. But I want to tell you that you really bless me tremendously, you know, with your consistency mm. and the mantle of the apostle that is upon you. You know, i being here in Philly, you know, with the General Assembly, you know, it's been a tremendous mm. blessing, you know, with Apostle Griffiths also. I mean, she has been consistent, you know, and I, I don't yeah. thank God for God putting us together. You know, you know we're a group of apostles, um, and Apostle Diane also with Covenant on the rock where we are determined mm-hmm. to build the kingdom of God and to live by example, you know. And as yeah. you, I'm and, and saying to your audience, you know, you desire to be a minister, you're a Christian, you know, and I heard you this morning, and a lot of people don't recognize that the first person they represent is Christ. You have to represent mm-hmm. Christ, amen. As they said, if you love me, keep my commandments, Jesus. You know, and, you know, a lot of people take that so lightly, but, but consider your Mm -hmm. husband and your wife, your children that you love, you do anything for them, you know, anything. Mm. And that's what Jesus said, if you love me, you would love others, you would forgive others, you know, you'd bring reconciliation, you know, that's what he's saying, you know, and so, you know, I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing with us, you know, as a group, you know, in covenant on the rock because I believe that God is raising up. You know, my vision, you know, that God gave me over 20 years ago is that we Mm -hmm. would usher in the apostle prophet, you know, in the nation, Mm -hmm. you know, not by namesake but by in word and deed. And let me tell you, Apostle, Mm -hmm. you know, God is going to give us a stage from which to release his word for the millions is going to hear the word. What is happening? Mm. Life has gone forth in doing what God has called us to do. So I just want to encourage mm. your audience, you know, listen on Saturday morning, come out to church, trust the Lord Jesus Christ, have faith in God. You know, and with God nothing is impossible.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Apostle. And I know that amen. Baltimore is
1: is is is
0: holding their breath, waiting for you to get there. in that's in November, correct? Did we say November? November
1: fifth, November fourth and fifth, I will be there.
0: Amen, amen. Bless the Lord. Well, you know that I am excited about it. I can't wait to see you, and and Baltimore is excited about you coming. So I'll be sure that we get the word out even all the more, you know, so that folks would amen. be able to get there. Amen. And be ministered to by you as a man of God. So I appreciate you, sir. So um Amen. Amen. So we'll be leaving here in a few minutes to get over to the church for this glorious day. So Amen. May God be the glory. Yes, I'm excited. I'm just looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, beloved. So, look, we have a few moments left. Um, if any of you um, want to, you know, say anything, this is the moment you can say so. We've got four minutes left here. Praise be unto God. And if not, listen, I, I just encourage you, I encourage you, you know, to walk worthy of the calling that is on your life, the vocation. Walk worthy of it. And um, be all that you can be. And you know, years ago, a couple of years ago, I said my theme song was "I will be what He's called me to be." And um, and I say yes, Lord, I agree. I agree with what you are saying about me. I agree with that. And that is one of the reasons why I love signing my emails. My signature on my email mail says, "Because He is." I am, and whatever role I was walking in at that time, there was a time when it was evangelist banks, and then it became pastor banks, then it became bishop banks, then it became apostle banks, but I'm only those things because he is and because he has called me that. Man may not agree with it, but I agree with God. I am who he says I am. To God be the glory. So, babies, be encouraged in the Lord. Please remember and understand that this is the day that the Lord has made. So go ahead and rejoice and be glad in it. Go ahead. Do so. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Let your worship be your weapon of warfare. Let your worship, hallelujah, bless almighty God so that you can continue on to be a blessing to someone else. So, I challenge you today to continue to worship. And if you haven't done so, to start worshiping him today. And in your worship, may God be glorified, may his name be magnified, and may Satan be horrified of who we are in Christ Jesus. And with that, my loves, I am going to go ahead and sign off. So, you take care, be blessed, and know. That I love you with all my heart, but no matter how much I love you, know that God loves you more. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. Thank you for listening to Heart to Heart with Bishop Etta Banks. Heart to Heart is an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Please visit our ministry website at www.newvisionforlife.com. As always, beloved, I pray that God will bless you and bless you mightily. And as He does, you will turn around and bless someone else. And then that person will turn around and bless someone. Then that person will turn around and bless God Almighty for the blessings that He bestowed upon Them. and then god in his awesome and infinite wisdom will turn around and bless you one more time because you knew what to do with the blessings he bestowed upon you i thank god for the completion of the circle of blessings i beseech you therefore in the name of jesus that you go forth today and be a blessing to someone and when you do do so on purpose in jesus name amen god bless you